welcome to today's podcast. As you can see if you're viewing this, that I'm outside in my garden. It's already early in the morning and yet it's beautifully warm. I've been listening to the birds singing and it just fills me with great joy. And today's passage, where we have arrived at in the story of Ezra and the people of God, is a story of joy, of celebration. After years in exile and returning, and then a massive battle to build the temple of God, three significant opposition times, it is now completed. And we've just seen how the temple was dedicated, and today we see celebration. So let me read for us from chapter 6, verses 19 to 22. On the fourteenth day of the first month, the exiles celebrated the Passover. The priests and Levites had purified themselves and were all ceremonially clean. The Levites slaughtered the Passover lamb for all the exiles, for their relatives, the priests and for themselves. So the Israelites who had returned from the exile ate it, together with all who had separated themselves from the unclean practicalities of their Gentile neighbours in order to seek the Lord, the God of Israel. For seven days they celebrated with joy the festival of unleavened bread, because the Lord had filled them with joy by changing the attitude of the king of Assyria, so that he assisted them in the work on the house of God, the God of Israel. So what did the people of God do? They remembered, they recalled the Passover. They recalled that event in their history, not for them, not too distant, of how God had released them, set them free, took them to liberation out of Egypt. The Passover lamb that they sacrifice there remembers the day when the Lord told them to sacrifice lambs and paint the blood on the doors of their houses that the angel of death would pass over. And then has Pharaoh released them and these people crossed the Red Sea to the Promised Land. It's a wonderful picture of Jesus, of course it is, when we remember his blood shed on the cross for us, for our liberation. For us, baptism is that picture of the Red Sea. For us, it's a celebration of going from the old life, the dead life, to new life. It's so important to recount this. And what happens here for the people of God is they continue in the festival of unleavened bread, because that represents the 30 days the start of their journey where they ate unleavened bread until God then provided for them supernaturally manna to eat, God providing for the rest of their journey. I love the fact that they celebrate the Feast of Unleavened Bread for seven days because seven in scripture is the number of completeness, perfection. And that tells us of Jesus, the completeness and the perfection of the salvation and all that he has won for us. It's so important to celebrate and to remember. And there's something, I think, in our culture where, where we just celebrate quickly. In many other cultures around the world, for example, weddings go on for days. And, and there's just something about the longevity of celebration, almost a picture of, of how life needs to be for us, even in the hard times, just as these people have faced. A few days ago, I was talking to a friend and we talked around how in the Psalms they, they look at, uh, in, in moments of crisis, they look at how God has been gracious to them in the past. They talk about the moment of crisis they, they are in 
and they then look ahead and declare the grace and the goodness of God again for the future. And that's what this celebrating is doing. They are looking back and saying, you restored and you saved us there, Lord. You brought us freedom. And for them, they've just come out of this difficult time, but they've cut and pasted the grace of the past into the present. And they're now doing it continually, year after year after year, pasting the grace of God into the future. And I think that's a beautiful picture for us. A great reminder that we need to be people of celebration. And here we see they could celebrate because the joy of the Lord had filled them because they had seen the victory of God in their circumstance. And we can have that hope for us. Whether we are in that place of deep darkness, we can know the grace of God, we paste it into the future. Or whether we feel that actually we're in that moment of celebrating, then great, we will still paste the grace of God in the future. The other thing I note from this is the temple. The first temple was, that Solomon built was glorious. I mean, it's just staggering when you read the detail of it. It was amazing. And in comparison, this temple is so much smaller. And it could be seen to be insignificant, but it isn't. When they started to build the temple, the first thing they built was the altar, and then the foundations, and then the temple around it. And that's true for us. We need to build the altar of God. We are the temple. And so we need to build the altar of God in our lives. And as we're looking at the story of Ezra in this time, we can't go, if you like, to our, 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 our original altar, which is Holy Trinity, the building. We can't go to the place where we gather. And instead, we have been building altars in our homes, places of worship in our homes. And I think the Lord is speaking to us around that. He is saying that the home is where you abide. And I want to abide in the place where you abide. You need to know, and you can indeed know my presence with you, quite literally, in your abiding place. And so, yes, I hope it won't be too long before we can gather together, quite rightly, at Holy Trinity again. But... We need to gather in our homes and make our homes a place of worship and an altar because ultimately this comes out of our hearts. We are the temple and so wherever we are, we need to be in the presence of God and therefore we can know his grace, we can know his joy. We come to him in the darkest night knowing that he is the light and nothing can quench him. And so the people here are celebrating because they have seen God's deliverance again. again, And when we look at this phrase around the king of Assyria, what the scripture is doing there is pointing to the eternal government of God, the stuff that's going on in the future, the future leaders. And so for us today, I just want us to be encouraged. Let's celebrate our salvation. Let's celebrate the presence of God. Let's not despise the small. Let's be open to what God is doing. Let us build an altar in our homes and in our hearts where the presence of God is experienced and known. So Lord, that's what we ask. Teach us how to build an altar of worship in our homes, that from this time we will not be going back to Holy Trinity, but we will be going forward knowing that our homes are a place of worship too, as never before. And knowing that we ourselves will have been given to you in a deeper way, seeking your presence, 
seeking to be a people of worship, humbling ourselves before you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the heritage that we can look back on. Thank you that we can cut and paste your grace in the future because it's already there. Jesus, you have won it all. We praise you. Amen.